You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with someone that visually communicates his work of art. Someone who can bring to life and visualize emotion, visualize frequencies and vibes through his work. This is someone that I think is just going to continue to just grow and probably like just explode once everyone realizes how dope his work is. But without any further ado, I'll let you introduce yourself, man. Well, I appreciate that intro, man. That's very um, accurate, I guess, because <laughs> like, that is what I try to do. Yeah. I'm Souf, aka Souf Light. I try to convey light through visuals. If you take a photo and there's no light, it'll come out black. You need light in order to create an image. Yeah, man. Let's, let's dig into it, bro. Like, Well, first, where are you from? I'm Persian, but I grew up in Canada, in the west side, in Vancouver. Yeah, I've been like there since I was young, and then a couple years ago, I just started traveling more. I went to Egypt for like three weeks by myself. From there, I was just like on a journey that kind of like sparked it off. Growing up, honestly, I wasn't very much into arts. Like, I was really into like basketball and video games. Yeah, work. Yeah, that was like my childhood, and like I didn't even know how to draw and stuff. And like, for some reason, in my schools, like they didn't really put much emphasis on art. It kind of wasn't until like me and my friends started like a clothing line just kind of naturally it was like around the time snapbacks were like popping okay. up yeah so yeah. like so it was that whole aesthetic like the whole well, actually this <laughs> so happened like i was trying to like make some money mm. so i i ordered like 200 snapbacks from like china for like five dollars a piece and i was flipping them out my trunk for like 25 Nice, the hustle. So, yeah, yeah, just the trunk, <laughs> like out the trunk hustle. So I made yeah. like, I don't know, a couple few racks. From there, we started like customizing the hats. Like, I don't know, we just put like different fabrics on the brims and stuff. This was like before all that stuff was really popping. We were just experimenting. And then from there, we went into like shirts and like stickers. And it was kind of like a movement. Mm-hmm. And just through my school, like my high school and like a few other schools, mm-hmm. it started like bubbling. And we did like events. That kind of like brought me into like many different elements of creativity. Like I had to make a website. Yeah. I had to like do graphic design. I had to keep track of like invoices and I don't know, just like many different elements. Oh, like lookbooks. And I had dropped out of business school also. I should mention. Oh, word. Yeah, I really? was in business school for a year. Once all this creative um, flow started coming mm. to my mind, I was like, I have zero interest in school. Like, yeah, you know, with business and everything. So. Yeah, my family like didn't take that well, <laughs> and they were just like, "So what are you doing?" Like, you know, yeah. I'm just on the computer. They don't know what I'm doing on the computer, and like, yeah, what was that? What was that like? Because I think it's that's like a difficult point for a lot of people, especially young creatives, when it's like you're yeah. making like your first real decision to like do your own thing, mm-hmm. and like your parents may disagree with it because like you obviously want like your parents support and yeah. you want them to sort of be you know in favor of what you're doing but when you know it's something inside of you, you got to achieve mm-hmm. like how was that for you like was that difficult it was difficult and like it was like a time period where i had to like focus on like a long-term plan even though it was like foggy mm-hmm. i just had to be confident that like i would make something happen because like your parents 99 percent of the time they want you to just be happy and like secure Mm. It's not like they want you to do, like, business, for example. They just want you to be, like, stable and happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you can make that happen through, like, a creative endeavor, then, like, that's even better. So, for me, it was, like, a year and a bit where I was just, like, floating about, like, doing, like, random freelance work, graphic Mm. design, like, web design, things like that. And then I found this one program. It was, like, a visual arts program. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like a one year intensive thing. So I signed up for that and my parents were like, just happy I'm back in school. Yeah. But also it was like, kind of like a foundation for like arts. Mm. So I like started doing like pretty much everything Mm. related to film, like storyboarding, drawing, like simple things, editing, but they just touched on like things really lightly. Yeah. But after that one year, I was like, I got it from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I got it from here because that shit was expensive too. Yeah, it was like yo. Thirty thousand a year or some shit. Lying. So like, you're not lying, bro. Oof, man. <laughs> like after the first year, I finished, and then I was supposed to go into the film program, but mm. I was like, either I could drop thirty thousand or I could just buy a camera and like catch a flight. You know. What right. I mean? So right. that's when I went to Egypt. Like mm. as soon as my program ended, my lease ended like two days later, and like five days later, I went to Egypt. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what was that experience like in Egypt? 
really wild because it was my first like real big trip alone mm. and um i had a cousin who was like working for the embassy there so i yeah. stayed at his crib but, like he wasn't home much so i was just on my own journeys but mm-hmm. um that just really that made me uh coin the term journeyman thing yeah man because <laughs> yeah. it's a journey like Absolutely. when you're on your own and you're in a place like different language different culture you can't be a tourist, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like we're going to Barcelona with, like, five homies. It's like... Right. You're right. in a culture where you have to blend and adapt to, like, a community. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the same time, I had my camera. I was, like, documenting things. Um, I didn't really have, like, a storyline mapped out in my yeah. head. I was just trying to, like, capture everything and then, like, compile it and, like, create something after. Right. So I was there for three weeks and then there was a couple, like, scary moments and things. Like, a couple times I'd be, like, on the street... And then this was like also two years after the revolution in Egypt. Mm. Oh, so yeah. it was like pretty Definitely. heated, right? Still. It's just yeah. like tension. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, there'd be sometimes I'd be like walking and then like a pickup truck would like drive by and then in the back of the pickup truck would be like six guys and like wife beaters and rifles mm. just like staring at you. Yeah. But like they're not police, they're not nothing, like nothing official. So like, yeah. I was like 20 at the time. So I was just like. Yeah, you really had to learn how to maneuver. You couldn't yeah. just be out there like on some. Tour- yeah. You can't really couldn't be on some tourist mm-hmm. stuff. You had to like really be aware yeah. of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, I took my earrings out, mm-hmm. to, like tuck my chain, and right. just, you know, try to stay <laughs> subtle. Like, cause yeah, yeah. I don't know. Back then, I was like young and like kind of flashy. I guess like mm-hmm. trying, I had to like adapt, learn how to adapt. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest lessons. What were some of like the like enlightening things you, you realized on this trip? Like, what were some of the things that sort of put you in a space where like, okay, I, I sort of see my purpose? Did you have any of those experiences out there? Maybe like scratching the surface to that, but mm. like mo- I had more of those experiences in like my recent journey yeah. this past year because um, the Egypt one was 2015. Okay, I kind of like opened the doors for me, but like this um, past like winter and spring, I went to like. Morocco. Oh, what was that like, man? Because I think yeah. I was seeing a lot of some of the creative work you were putting out yeah. on Instagram. I was like, yo, like, looked like you were experiencing more than just like, you weren't just documenting life. Like, you were experiencing life mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you know? I, so, was, I was really living there, I feel yeah. like. Because basically what happened was like, I was, I was back in Canada for like a, a while. And then I was just like working, saving money, doing mm-hmm. like, you know, shooting weddings and things like regular things but then came to a point I was like okay like I'm, I'm manifesting a journey like I could feel like I'm about to fly out the nest you know mm-hmm. so I had saved up like a decent amount and then I just got like the cheapest ticket I could find to like somewhere else which was like Portugal yeah, yeah so I got like a $300 one way or something to nice. Portugal nice. and um from there I got there and it was like pretty cold it was like November December I was like oh, damn wow. I definitely got a dip south so. didn't expect that <laughs> yeah so I went to Morocco without even like planning or like mm. no knowledge of Morocco much mm-hmm. went there I was like maybe I'll stay like a week or two and the culture just like grabbed me like, mm. it was just amazing because mm. there was also a lot of similarities to like Persian culture yeah and um, mm. I guess I, like a lot of people thought I was Moroccan so I blended in like mm. I was just like in the mix and um, went to like several different cities like Casablanca, Marrakesh. Those were like the big ones, but I connected mostly with like the smaller towns like Esamuda, mm-hmm. um, this town called Shefshaun, it's the blue city. Shefshaun. And man, like the, um, the people were just like so welcoming. A lot you can learn from them. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people will like just like share their experiences with you and like they just have such a different pace of life there. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot to. Like how so? What was, what was the pace like? Like, depends on like what type of uh, lifestyle. I mean, like occupation, someone mm-hmm. have. But like, mm-hmm. there's these type of um, areas in Morocco called Medinas. Medinas. Yeah. Okay. And like in Medinas, it's like it's like Assassin's Creed kind of like <laughs> you know those like Yo. areas where it's like those alleyways. I know exactly like, what you're talking. Yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, and like. <laughs> If you're walking through, like, once you get acquainted and stuff and, like, you meet people, like, mm. you'll always see people on the same corners. And, like, mm. if you're looking for someone, like, a lot of people don't have phones, right? Like, you're just, mm. if you're looking for someone, you know where to find them. Like, you'll go to this, like, little alley and you'll, that's wow. where they are. Like, wow. yeah. Or, like, a cafe, like, getting tea. That's crazy. So, it's, like, really a community. It's, like, mm. one of the biggest things I realized is, like, it's a true community there and, like, people, they know each other and, like, 
you walk into the Medina, it's like Salam Alaikum. Yeah. You just like nod heads and you walk past. Mm-hmm. And it's not like everyone's strangers, you know? You think about it, like living in, like me living in the States and mm-hmm. like everyone having a cell phone, yeah. but people are more strangers than ever. Yeah. But it sounds like you living here, living in Morocco, like you experience people without all the latest technology, all this other stuff, but they have mm-hmm. deeper connections and actually knew more about the lives of the people in their community even yeah. more. So it's, it's kind of ironic, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, there's just, like, a different level of respect, I guess. Like, mm. for, for, for example, here, like, it's very rare. You walk past someone, you're like, hello. It just kind of feels weird. Like, hello is not even a nice word. Like, <laughs> I don't use that word, you know right. what I mean? But, like... We need a different expression. <laughs> exactly. But, like, salam alaikum is, like, it's used in all Arabic cultures mm. and, like... Even in Senegal, like, they use it. There's a lot of countries where that's used, but it's just, like, a term where you just, it basically means peace to you. Mm. And, like, it can be used in many different contexts, but, like, I don't know. There's just something nice about, like, walking past someone, saying, like, salam alaikum, and then just, like... Hit high by, like, you can literally say that in your sleep, but, like, when you're actually acknowledging someone's presence Mm -hmm. and, like, acknowledging their existence, like, that, you know, that actually can go a long way. And that even made me realize, like, to a certain point, English sometimes is, like, very, like, monotone. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of energy behind it. Like, high by, like, as you said, it doesn't have energy. Like, if someone says hi, you don't really even, like, catch a feeling. (laughs) Nah, but, like... Some Arabic words, for example, like there's a lot of different languages that have that. Mm-hmm. Tribal tongues, especially, they have so much vibration to it. Like it comes from a deeper part of your throat, and it's just it has more energy to it. So like you feel it. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to talk about the deepest things. Like I would, I learned more than just that word. Like I had like, um, like a five minute conversation down at one point. So like mm-hmm. if I sit. This is one like soup spot I'll go to like every day to have this like lentil soup. No, they didn't have a name. It was just like a yeah. hole in the wall type joint. Like, Legit. <laughs> that's what a, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the name of the soup? Besara. Besara. Okay, yeah. okay. There's another one called Herrera. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'll just sit down and then like an old man would sit like next to me because like, you know, you share tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we just have like a short conversation. Basically, would be like, hey, like, hello, mm. peace to you. Like, how are you? Everything good? Like, thank god blah blah and then yeah boom but then like even just that it feels so much better than like sitting at a table with a stranger and you just eat in and you look up and you're just nothing right, like, you know right. what i mean that's, yeah like that was just another that was like the evolution of just learning to adapt to like environments and that probably like really informed your creative work too like just being able to like exist and like get in touch with like humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> like as as simple as that sounds like getting reconnected to what it means to be human yeah probably impacted your work as well would you definitely, say that definitely yeah. there was this one month period that I always think back to December I was traveling with my friend from Canada like he had he was traveling Europe and then we linked up in Marrakesh and we did like some traveling together yeah and he's like he's Korean so like when I was with him, like, I, I no longer blended in. Right, right. Because, like, you know, we'd walk in there, like, Japan, like, Chinua, like, you know what I mean? They're just always, like, yelling some shit. Like, right, cause right. they're not, as soon as they see he's Asian, they want to sell him something. Right. And then they see me with him, they probably think I'm Spanish now. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, you know. Yeah, the dynamics. Now you have to deal with, like, the merchants and, like. Different dynamics. Different, yeah. Yeah. And when someone comes up to you, like, you don't know what their intent is sometimes, like, mm-hmm. they want to sell you something or they want to be friend, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we we had a good time and everything was, like, fine. But then when I was, he left in, like, January and then I okay. had, like, time to myself. Yeah. And I rented this, like, apartment out for a month mm-hmm. in a sweater. It's, like, a beach town. And um, apparently Jimi Hendrix, like, spent six months there. That's crazy. Back in the day. What? Yeah, and, like, he just he, he just created. Like, he mm. just isolated himself and created. And I was like, wow, that's, that's dope. So I kind of <laughs> took a similar approach. Like, I just put a month to myself. And the rent was mad cheap, bro. Like, oh, I think three fifty for a month or something. I had, like, a big, big flat. Like, don't tell me that. Terrace, <laughs> like, kitchen, everything. Yeah. Yo. Straight. Yeah. Food cheap. So, like, yeah. I was living very low expenses and like mm-hmm. I just put this month to myself to like really detox on like mm-hmm. you know put my phone I put I deleted Instagram all of that put my yeah. phone away yeah and I just tried to like create a routine for myself because like I've always wanted to have like a good routine because I've been freelancing for like over two years so like mm. routine is a huge part but I've always struggled with it 
free freestyle today usually. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I, I like spent the first two weeks trying to develop that routine, and it, it was like a struggle. I was like, damn, like two weeks deep, I'm still like trying to get my day daily routine down. Yeah. But then there was like a one day where it finally hit, and I was like in stride, and like Perfect, yeah. I'll wake up early, which I rarely do, <laughs> and like I wake up early, you know do my like meditation yoga go to like I, I bought a bicycle too mm -hmm. I bike to the beach which is like five minutes read a book and then by that point it's like 10am mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I get like get my soup and then from there I like start creating or like start mapping ideas out or like educating myself from like YouTube there's this like science book I read I'm really into quantum physics and like mm -hmm. metaphysics mm -hmm. and I got really into that I've been into it before, but I was able to like dive deeper now with like a clear head because like some of that information is so dense. Yeah, yeah. Like especially with like metaphysics, that you need like a clear mind to like take it in. Mm. So I was really able to like take a lot of that in, and then that's how like my work started evolving, mm. and I like first developed the uh, the energy field, which is in my work now, the light. Yeah. How do how do you explain that to someone? Because like when I first saw it, I was like. What, what is this like <laughs> it's it's an yeah. auric field like, yeah 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 it's the auric field in my in my eyes like mm. in the metaphysics book um they all they really explained about how like there's a lot of unseen frequencies mm. and there's like there's a whole light spectrum right but like we're only able to see like a portion of the whole light spectrum mm. there's a visible light spectrum is like a tenth i think of like the full light spectrum mm -hmm. so even when you're in your room and you're using your phone and you send a message like the, the frequency from your phone is invisible it's going like across the world to London and like someone receives it right mm -hmm. you're not seeing that wavelength but like it's there yeah. so there's so many other frequencies that are unseen and like within the human body there's like all these different circuits and like electromagnetic uh, fields that are moving yeah but like they're often unseen and there's certain people like who can see it like what Pharrell was talking about like how we can see colors Mm -hmm. And music along those lines, yeah. yeah. Okay, like yeah. there's certain people who um they can see the aura and like they can see like damages in the aura, so like mm. to a point that they're so accurate that like doctors use them. Wow. Yeah, so it's like some there's like some hospitals where they use these people, but they don't really like advertise it. It's like a low key thing. Like, yeah, they bring these people in because like their analysis is like more accurate than like X-rays and stuff. Like they can look at someone's aura and like see that they have like a liver problem. Mm. So, like, these people can see the aura and the colors of it and, like, mm. fogginess and, like, there's yeah. many elements to it. And I was just really getting into, like, deeper levels of knowledge that, like, I was never taught in school. Yeah. And, like, I, I never liked science in school. Like, I hated science. I took one, mm. just, like, the bare minimum. But yeah. yeah. I, I just, exp I don't know, I was expanding my mind and um, mm. I kept thinking to myself, like, this knowledge is so, like, perspective changing, but... Mm there's not much engaging ways of like providing it I guess like it's really dry like mm -hmm. a lot of this information is just delivered in like really dry ways so like I feel like it could be my duty to be like a bridge for this kind of knowledge and like try to like season the vegetables yeah you yeah. know what I mean and like when like somebody sees like a clip of something you created on Instagram and they say oh this is a dope effect like that's cool but there's really a whole like understanding and and message behind these things like these aren't just like quick special effects like mm -hmm. you're actually like teaching through these things you know exactly so it's really important definitely yeah thank you for noticing that because like yeah. yeah it's not like a gimmick or something it's not just something to like spice up the video like mm -hmm. it's like me one percent loading towards like mm -hmm. what i really want to do mm -hmm. and like I'm just starting to implement that in a small way because, like, I don't have the means to, like, fully do what I want to do, which mm. is, like, visual education. Yeah. I want to, like, bring a bridge between, like, science and art and, like, mm. just educating through visuals because, like, like I said, so much information is available to us. Pretty much anything you want to learn is there. Yeah. But a lot of it is dry and bland and, like, the amount of effort that's put into, like, entertainment or, like, fashion or... Um, everything with like high aesthetic or high like production value mm. it doesn't have much educational value or like takeaway value mm. and then like things that are educational have very little taste level or like 
right very little um sauce yeah it's true yo i could i could definitely attest to that like for me like there were certain subjects that in the classroom Mm -hmm. i like hated yeah but like if i picked up a book on my own and started like reading about it and like hearing about it in a way where it was like tasteful and something that i can actually digest Mm -hmm. like you couldn't stop me from like learning about this type of stuff so i fully understand what you're talking about man yeah you know sprinkling it in there and like the people who notice will notice but like right it's the beginning stages yeah man so it's real and and I, there's actually a, a video that I saw that you did it was like a music video mm-hmm. um, I forget where the artist was from but like it was this whole production and like I, can you explain that because like it was such an amazing music video like off the rip but like you just had so many things happening and like it seems like you got a whole community yeah. to be a part of this video so please like take us from the beginning like how did you meet these people and like yeah. how did you go about creating this video well, that's a funny story. That's why I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, so the artist's name is Ellie Kamano. Mm-hmm. And the video is called The Hand of Job. Yeah, so after Morocco, I went to Senegal. Mm. And that was just also like an intuitive move. Like, I learned the phrase, intuition is a navigation. Mm. So like, any move I made, I was just like going off that intuition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I ended up in Senegal. And from there, I was like freelancing with this platform, Dakar Lives. The car lives, yeah. And um, yeah. we were working together on some stuff. And then through them, I met um, this model, Ink My Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Prince, I did. Shout out to Prince. Shout out to Prince. <laughs> G. So, like, I met him through my other friend in Senegal, Papi. Mm. They were just there for a campaign. They were in Senegal for a campaign. And they were about to go to Guinea, like, in a week. Mm-hmm. Guinea is where Sira's from. Mm. And they were going to just, like, it was kind of like she was just visiting family. It was her first time there. So like right. she was visiting family and like kind of back to the roots trip. Yeah. But um, yeah, so me and Prince connected and um, he saw my work. Like after we met, he like peeped my work and then he was like, oh shit, like you do video. Cause like he was doing some photo, but like they didn't really have anyone to properly document mm. it. So he's like, yo, I'm gonna try to pull some strings and get you to like to come to Guinea with us. Wow. So I was like, well, okay. And they're leaving in like two days at that point. So like, wow. He somehow pulled some strings. Like, I got an express visa in, like, two days Damn. at the embassy. And then, boom, ended up in Guinea. Mm. And, yeah, he basically had this brand fly me out. Wow. And then we were there, like, for the first week shooting um, a fashion film, um, a documentary. And then we ended up shooting, like, some hotel, excuse me, like, promo as well. Mm-hmm. And just, like, staying at this hotel for free, I guess. Yeah. We're all heading back after that week. But then on the last day, I met this lady who was, like, a publicist type thing in Guinea mm-hmm. she was working with Sarah but then her husband was like a musician so like she she saw me filming Sarah and then she's like oh actually my my husband is like a reggae artist and he mm-hmm. wants to do like a music video two music videos actually and like we'll pay you and like we'll extend your flight and stuff wow. I was like okay but in my head I was like mm, it's probably like an upcoming artist type thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't do music videos unless I really like vibe with the music or connect and like you know, even if there's a bag, like, I have to connect with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I met with him, and he was, like, a cool guy. Like, we really connected and everything. So, I decided to extend and, like, stay another week. And yeah. at that point, Prince and Sarah headed back to New York. So, I was in Guinea by myself in West Africa. And, like, it's very different than Senegal. Like, Guinea made Senegal feel like New York. Really? Yeah, wow. as far as, like, the development. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, mm-hmm. that just goes to show, like, Guinea's a very, like raw place you know absolutely very beautiful but very raw and like mm. um i come to find out like eli kamano is like a, like a legend in his country mm. like he was like i don't know in smaller countries people can really be like a hero in their mm. country like he was like the michael jackson to like everybody in this country type wow. thing wow. so it was wild to see like we'd be walking down the street and like two-year-old kids would be like chanting his name yeah, yeah. and then like old men would be like saluting him respect and, like, yeah mad respect like, <laughs> we, would, we would even go like three hours out of the city four hours people would still recognize him wow. and, like give respect and like mm. that was the first time i had seen someone like really be a boss in their city or, like mm. their country like because mm-hmm. he's he's very like um uh, revolutionary i guess as well like his message is very against the government because there's a lot of government corruption that goes on there for sure so like yeah. his message is completely against the government mm. and one thing that happens is like a lot of many of the artists who speak out against the government mm. um the government just 
sends them like pays them off right. and most of them are like damn okay you know silence, silence. people yeah change the message mm-hmm. but like he was one of the few who's like refused that mm-hmm. so um, he's gone through a lot as far as like the government's always like trying to like freeze his accounts so like they randomly arrest him mm-hmm. for like months at a time like, threatening probably too. yeah mm-hmm. there's no like reasons or like laws about it it's just like they're mm-hmm. just trying to slow him down right yeah yeah so yeah, we mapped out to do like two music videos in this one week. It was just me, like it was literally just me and my camera, mm. and like he just would like pull whatever type of resources he could. So that was like all the people and like the dancers and stuff. He just he called them up like the day before, and they like came in like an hour before we were gonna shoot, and they just whipped up like choreography. They had like outfits. <laughs> like I was just with my camera. I was like, damn, like. <laughs> Yeah, shit went down like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm not big on like um, pre-planning. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better at it. But like I'm very <laughs> in the moment as far as like my filming goes. Like um, yeah. I'll peep the location. I'll think of new ideas and like I'll see what what's mixing together as mm-hmm. far as like the subjects and locations and everything. For sure. And um, that's how most of it came about. And like the scenes on the beach and everything, that mm-hmm. was like people, like the kids who were playing soccer on the beach, like they yeah. noticed them. And they just mobbed up and wow. like just followed that him. was a powerful scene too yeah, yeah. like the, the whole thing like every scene just seemed to like build really well you, you saying all this I would have thought like you, you planned this for like months like you know you like had a whole yeah. treatment set up for everything and, yeah. like, cause it just came across so authentic you know mm-hmm. it came across like it was it looked like it was like fully scripted like every scene like mm-hmm. fit together so well so like like really, man. Like that video is major. Appreciate that, man. The more people that see it, it's gonna be like, yo, you're really like, you you you're able to tap into a theme and a frequency within the people, mm-hmm. you know, and bring that out and communicate it visually. You, you know, know what's amazing too? Like I really gotta like give thanks to all the dancers who came out because like yeah. they were more than dancers too. Like they were really like performance artists. Yeah, like, each and yeah. every one of them. Because mm-hmm. like I would give, like, I would get ideas on the spot and like. Mm. Um, I couldn't communicate with them. I had to communicate through Ellie, and Ellie would tell them. Wow. So, like, I would... He has, like, these lyrics in the song that is talking about, like, freeing your freeing your mind from, like, the mental cages that they're, like, putting us in mm. and everything, right? So, mm. we're at this beach, and there's, like, this little hut that has, like, wood, like, you know what's it called? Nailed in and, like, yeah. crossed in. So, it's, like, ca- it feels like a cage feeling, but, like, mm. the way the light was coming in, too, was amazing. So, I was like, yo, we should get everybody in that hut fill them in and then have them like have like a build up where they feel like they're they're, they're caged they're being mm. boxed and they want to break out damn yo you, you can you tell people like how they can find this video because there's people yeah. listen to this on a podcast now so like right. for people who are listening like where where can I find this while they're listening to the, the episode like how can they find this video okay you can YouTube search Ellie Kamano it's E-L-I-E K-A-M-A-N-O mm-hmm the song name is Hand of Ja mm. and it's it's also written in French so like he does the song in the first verse in French second verse in English mm. third verse in Arabic wow but it's the same message <laughs> man yeah it's a crazy track Yo, and it's five minutes man but um <laughs> if you can't find that you can also go on vimeo.com slash souflite s-o-o-f-l-y-t okay cool cool yeah yeah definitely check that out even like pause this episode and, and watch the video just so you know what we're talking about because it's like major and yeah. then come back to this episode <laughs> but wow. but yeah man like really like nothing but respect for you for that man i think that was one of the first things that i saw from you um but i saw some previous things too but i think that just like communicated like so much of your potential and what you're gonna do you know because like you said like you're just tapping into what you're mm-hmm. about to do so like that's what i see i see the potential of it i'm like yo like whatever you're tapped into right now like you're just gonna like amplify that like yeah, a hundredfold man so like yeah i'm just seeing it and i'm like yo this needs to be shared this needs to be heard and you have a real message man so like i'm, I'm really like happy to see what you doing what you're doing man thank sure. you man. Yeah. appreciate that and like as far as that goes like i was really just trying to like capture the rawness mm. of his um his message as well because like you know and I wanted right. to really capture it in a raw way mm. um very little script you know just raw energy and like the people without without all the people man it would have been mm. you know not possible like right. everyone just the performance is like their expression 
that I feel like yeah I, when I told them about that um feeling of breaking free like they did it so naturally that it was like really inside of them you know right. it was not like acted it was a raw emotion like mm. they climbed they were doing things that I didn't even mention like they were <laughs> Like <laughs> climbing on the cage and then like breaking out and then like one person was carrying another wow. person through a window and like wow. they yeah. took it all the way and like yeah. I gave the most minimal instructions but like mm. it was it was just amazing to me and like he he had a concert coming up yeah and like a couple weeks after so like he wanted the video very quickly right and it was a five minute video and like a lot of scenes so I I, I had to go back to Senegal and like not sleep for a week like editing every day coloring yeah. and like yeah bro they really pushed me to the edge <laughs> right yeah like, literally. I, was, I was on the edge and uh, when I finished the video I wasn't even sure like mm. how dope it was or anything I was mm. just like man that's all I got like yeah. full exertion and like here it is and like he, he loved it and everything but I wasn't even I didn't even have time to do like the, the energy or the light work mm. and stuff mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the time for it. You know, so right, right. How it came out was raw and like it, it communicated what it needed to. Yeah. But what's crazy is like that video came out and then he was supposed to have a concert and his uh, the government shut it down. They shut down his concert and like they froze his bank accounts because he's independent, so like he's self funding everything and like right, he he texted me. He's like, yo, the government is like coming to my house and this that like you. While it was all happening, like, a couple weeks after the video came out, he was telling me all this. I was like, damn, like, this is not a joke. Like, this is not, like, this is real life. Yeah. Yeah. His life story is crazy, too. Like, I I did some, like, phone interviews with him and Mm. stuff. Like, he was Mm -hmm. just explaining, like, his upbringing and everything. And, like, we have a second music video we shot. To even hear you say, like, how you had to edit the first video mm-hmm. in a short amount of time and like that that's a testament to what a lot of creatives go through it's like the stress mm-hmm. you know the stress and like even meeting deadlines and like feeling like is my work even gonna resonate you mm-hmm. know cause you don't really know until it's out you don't really know yeah. until like it actually is in front of people if it's actually touching people mm-hmm. you know like you know what you did you know what you created but like you you want to make sure that people are also you know taking it in as well mm-hmm. those nights of like having to, days and yeah. nights of having to like beat the clock and like feeling like your your work is maybe not even you know, like you know like you're just putting in all this extra stuff that no yeah. one else is seeing yeah no one else is seeing like the blood sweat and tears of it you know they just see the finished product so mm-hmm. the fact that you did that man like you know I can let you know like me and like other people too it's like it really resonates like it really connects and like it's only the beginning of mm-hmm. like how that video is gonna sort of like you know also usher in a lot of what you're gonna be doing in the future man so like yeah yeah, yeah definitely only the beginning yeah man for sure for sure but that pressure that you mm-hmm. mentioned it's like it's a good pressure as well because yeah there was no other way I would've edited that in a week like yeah. you, usually sometimes I take too long to edit like I'll mm. you know I'll edit something let it simmer then I'll have new ideas and it changes and this and you know mm-hmm. next thing you know like it's an unfinished project <laughs> but like the fact that he had this concert coming up and like he was hitting me like how's it going is it done blah blah, blah. right and uh, it really pushed me to like stay focused on like one direct path you know and then just like get it done basically I, I had like that get it done energy in my head but at the same time it was not in the way of like trying to rush it just right. really trying to like complete it focused yeah because i have a lot of unfinished projects and like mm. you know i'm trying to like change that right i'm trying to be better at like completing projects because otherwise like i have just still i do have so much footage that no one's seen and like from mm. so many different places like the egypt stuff is completely unreleased wow and like there's a lot of stuff I just haven't got like a chance to fully like you know right bring it to fruition but with this one like that pressure really pushed me and like mm-hmm. it, it, you know it probably like brought some like other things out of you otherwise that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have came out of the work you yeah. know so like yeah definitely yeah definitely, so pressure's good man especially as a freelancer like you mm-hmm. said you just now you're full time freelancing and like mm-hmm. that pressure sometimes you need to simulate pressure mm-hmm. like on yourself because there's no there's no boss there's no like manager like you're your own everything yeah and like you have to generate your own type of 
energy from every angle. Right. Like, so. We can even, like, tie it all the way back to, like, I also played basketball when I was a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can tie it back into that. Like, you know, in order to be great, like, you have to be the one, like, in the gym shooting those extra shots. Yeah. Like, you know, you had to be the one, like, you know, going the extra mile and, you know, doing the extra drills just to get better. Yeah. You could be mediocre. You could just, like, do the bare minimum and be fine. But, like, if you really want to be great at what you do, mm-hmm. like, you have to, like, yeah, create your own pressure, you yeah. know, and, like, create the, the circumstances that you want to succeed in, you yeah. know, for sure. I just thought back to, like, when you're in the gym alone and shit and you're, like, 10 <laughs> seconds left, you're down by two yeah. and you're just, like, <laughs> you step back, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you create that game-winning shot for yourself, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what it is, though. It's, like, you... You create like the you create your fourth quarter situation. You know, nice. like you create that for yourself. You know, no one else is gonna create it for you. I like that. You know, or, or even if someone like puts you in a situation where it's a fourth quarter situation, mm-hmm. you'll be ready for it because you've been doing this. Yeah. You you, you you're good under pressure. You yeah. can hit that clutch shot. You know. Like, you know what's crazy, <laughs> man? Like there's so much energy mm. and there's so much power behind thought. Like someone could text you. Like for example, you know those projects where you like. You're sitting on it for a while, and then you're just, like, waiting. And you're like, yeah, I'll do it when the time's right. And someone texts you, like, yo, I need that by Tuesday, actually. <laughs> or, like, or like, how's it, like, how's that project going? And you're like, oh, shit. Now you Feel pick it, it up, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all you got was a text. Like, all it was, mm. it was just, like, a thought. But it changed your whole, like, energy about that. So, it like, yourself, yeah. if you can simulate that for yourself, then, like, mm. you know, that's, that's where the power is. Like, Yeah, yeah. Because then, like, if, if others, like provide you with like circumstances or like put you in a situation where you have to perform Mm -hmm. like you you're you're your like you know you're your own self coach so like you you're already like you're you're already well trained you're 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 ready for this you know Mm -hmm. so like when it's time like for creatives too i mean we even mentioned it too like working with brands or things like that in the future Mm -hmm. it's like you know you've already put yourself under like the training you you already did all the drills on your own yeah so like when a, a, a brand comes to you you can actually overachieve you can actually True. do something like yo we want you back to do more because we didn't expect this now mm-hmm. you know you're really taking it to the next level so yeah I think you definitely are, are tapping into that energy you know right yeah. now man for sure yeah, and I feel like sometimes it's almost easier when you work with a brand that's like a big brand because mm-hmm. like that pressure it comes to you naturally like oh like this pieces for Nike like I have to perform you know what yeah, I mean? like there's, yeah. no, there's no slipping like <laughs> right, right. You know, it's playoffs like there's no slipping but yeah, when right. it's like when it's summertime and you're like shooting by yourself in the gym mm. for example that's like a passion project mm. that's when this pressure needs to be simulated and like yeah if you want to bring these passion projects to life then that's what it takes definitely yeah and for those listening too like when we say pressure it's not like a bad thing like bad mm-hmm. pressure no this is like like positive energy pressure mm-hmm. this is like like motivation really mm-hmm. so for sure momentum yeah, yeah. momentum yeah I, I can feel that for sure man. Yeah. so like where do you want to take things in the future man like I, I already see like the steps you're taking but like mm-hmm. where do you see yourself taking your work I really want to provide like visual education for like youth in, mm-hmm. in different countries around the world um, there's this there's this film called Baraka mm. B-A-R-A-K-A mm. Baraka and um it's basically like it's a film that they've shot in like 26 different countries and there's no narrative behind it it's just like I mean there's no dialogue I mean there's like a visual narrative yeah where, like the visuals like tie together and like you can interpret a message but like it just shows so much different parts of the world like culturally landscape wise everything mm. um that kind of inspired me to like provide visual education for like kids and stuff in different places in the world so yeah. I have this like idea and you know sometimes they say like keep your ideas to yourself right, but like right. honestly when something's like a positive idea like if someone else does it I don't care because mm. like I want there to be more of this so right, like right. just imagine like a projector in like a small town or something like you set up mm. like a big projector in a small town and like you're playing visuals from like different parts of the world like different cultures or like even the human anatomy or like mm. Just like, just like visuals in a high taste with a high taste level and like with a high value, yeah. And people are taking that in. I feel like there's so much um, power there because, like, for example, in the Western world, like you can make, I don't know, you can make some visuals and like people will just see it and then 
they'll like it and they'll scroll past. Like, there's not much impression there because people mm. are taking like thousands of impressions every day. True. Yeah. But in like different parts of the world, like even Morocco, we're saying like, mm. if someone sees one movie, like they'll remember that movie forever because like mm. they don't they don't have as much impressions right. visually. So what I want to do is like provide high value content, high value like visuals for people around the world who are like have have taken in less visuals before. So like mm. their idea visuals is like on an educational level yeah yeah you know, rather than like entertainment even now if you create like educational videos for people in like america or something people still want to see like reality shows sometimes right. like you they know want the mean? shock value yeah yeah no for sure for sure so that's something i want to do and like in the short term right now i'm just trying to like work with more brands mm-hmm. and like just really try to be a little more like financially stable that's like true. create yeah. some more um not even stable. I'd, my my like living costs are really low in general, so like I just want to like develop some uh, some savings and things again, so I can like create these ideas that I have and like bring things forward. Mm. So I guess working with brands would be like a way to do that because like a lot of the stuff that I've done, I feel like I've just been doing it because I love the project. Mm. But I want to try to like channel myself into like some some situations where I could get like pay for my time for what I deserve what I feel I deserve and then yeah. from there I have more free time to do like these other ideas right yeah, man. yeah. yeah. and you're doing it now man like you're, you're making that step life by step that's it yeah man yeah so and, and I really you know just like really enjoy hearing the idea and like the, the vision you have for providing visuals for people when like you see a movie or something like you remember like the first movie you saw like taking place in another country mm-hmm. you know and you like you see that for the first time you see images of a place where you've never been before it's just like your imagination is sparked and you're yeah. like you're like thinking wow like how do they live there how do they eat there like what do they do there like what's the day normal day in life and your imagination just goes wild mm-hmm. and like when you're able to unlock that for people like you're not just like um giving them something to look at you're actually like tapping into their imagination and also their, their will to explore for themselves wow, you know because awesome. like you're creating like a, a portal like for people to actually like say wait there's more to this world than, than wh- where I live mm-hmm. you know so like and, and that world exists mm-hmm. you know so I can actually like go there you know mm-hmm. so like you're actually like you know providing potential for people like you're yeah. giving them like yo like yo I didn't know I could travel to a place like Paris yeah. I didn't know Paris even existed or like I didn't know what people live like there but now that I see it I can I can actually go towards it you know because mm-hmm. I know it exists you know so like I think what you're doing man is gonna like hit people really hard <laughs> in a good way <laughs> what you said is so true though too because mm. screens really are portals man mm. I remember like a few weeks ago even like I was I was in in bed I was looking at my phone it was pitch black mm-hmm. and then I closed my phone and it completely went pitch black like mm. I don't know if you know what I mean, but, like, yeah, the, the light course. disappeared, right? And I was like, whoa, that's a portal. Like, it hit me right then mm-hmm. that, like, my screen, my phone is really a portal. Like, it, you know, it's just, like, a whole world coming from there. Yeah. So, for other people around the world who, like, have less um, access to screens, like, there's so much more power to the screen, I guess, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like they're less um, numb to it. Like, mm-hmm. things will really spark their imagination, as we said, and, like, that's all it takes sometimes, like, just to spark the imagination. Someone can ride that imagination to, like, 20 years later and, like, achieve that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It can go a long way. Even going back to what we are talking about with the portals, mm-hmm. like, you think of the show, like, on Netflix, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about portals. It's all about how our screens are, like, transporting us and we're living through them in a sense mm-hmm. so like what you're doing instead of using portals in a negative sense or like in a way that almost takes life away from people you're actually providing positivity and light mm-hmm. to people through through portals so like that that's a major yeah. statement to be making man for real that's true thank you for um putting that into perspective because i hadn't thought about it like that but there really is like a duality to everything like mm. Anything there is that people claim is bad, there's also a good side to it. Because, like, we live in a dualistic world, so there's nothing that doesn't have a good side to it. And especially with, like, technology, I realized that technology is, like, running off the blueprint of spirituality. They connect in every way, you know what I mean? Like, the cameras, the eye, the music for the ear, 
the cables or the veins like it goes it goes <laughs> all the way man like there's a complete connection there so um, yeah. with technology like of course there's all these films about like downsides of technology like I don't know robots taking over the world all, type, all that type of shit which I don't really tune into that much cause like mm-hmm. I try to focus on like how we can use that to progress because like it's here you're not gonna like delete technology mm-hmm. it's here so like we have to find out the best ways to like apply it I feel like that's part of the reason there's been so many like advancements and stuff and like new like paths of doing things like mm-hmm. people are starting their own businesses like mm-hmm. just through the internet and like before that they would have never had the confidence to do that right and like even me as a freelancer like I would have never had the confidence to travel and freelance mm-hmm. without Instagram for example like in Senegal, I was freelancing off of Instagram connections. Like, even in, mm. and the reason I'm in New York is because of that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's really uh, expanding us in a lot of ways. And, like, yeah, we can always use technology in a good way. Like, Black Mirror is... <laughs> I've only seen one episode, but, like... Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I, I hear it's wild. Be like, prepared, man. If you see... <laughs> it's, it's a crazy show. Yeah. It's a crazy show. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So, um, yeah, man, you mentioned New York. Like, yeah. what's your experience been like here so far? Man, it feels like a time warp. Mm. Because, like, mm-hmm. like I, I just realized, like, today, I've been here for a month almost. Mm-hmm. It felt like a week or two it went by so quick. But wow. it's very stimulating, super mm-hmm. stimulating. And, like, mm-hmm. on any day, like, five people will hit you up, like, what are you doing today? Like, let's chop yeah. it up. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I, and people love to have meetings. Like, like everyone wants to meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's have a meeting about this. Let's have another meeting about this. Like, there's no bag involved, though. So, are we just kicking it? Like, let's say we're kicking it. Like, <laughs> Yo, it's so true. That is so true. Yeah, man. like if we're having a meeting and there's no money involved, like basically just kicking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so true, man. Yeah. So especially like just whipping around town, like on mm. the train, like for the first couple of weeks, I was like, damn, I feel like I spent like sixty percent of my day on the train. Yeah, yeah. Like, just getting around, and um, I have to spend so much time editing. Like, I always feel like I should be spending more time editing. Mm. Like, even when I'm editing a lot, like, there's no limit to it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I just have so much footage still from, like, everywhere. And um, I'm just trying to allocate my time, like, mm-hmm. more efficiently always and, like, mm-hmm. be selective with, like, who I meet with and, like, where I put my time. Absolutely. And, like, yeah, that's a whole other conversation as well about, like, you know, allocating your energy, like... Time management. Time management. crazy here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you're immediately confronted with it here because you said, like, there's so many... Yeah. Like things pulling you in different directions that you have to decide like okay mm-hmm. what is most valuable who are the people in my life that I need to spend time with yeah you know and, and that's that's a real thing here for huge, sure huge yeah. cause like even other people from out of town they visit New York and then they wanna oh you're in New York too let's hang out but like this week I had already like like prepared myself to like com- be completely focused on like these projects yeah and like it's hard to like change my whole schedule cause like someone wants to kick it right know? right and um, also like I came here on like very little funds so like mm. I just was like yo I'm gonna come here and just get to work yeah this summer so like yeah not everyone's in that same mind state like mm. a lot of people are like oh let's just like go here let's go on this like rooftop or something I'm just like Kick back. I'm just trying to like <laughs> sip tea and edit like, <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no I understand it man so just experiencing some of the travels that you have had mm-hmm. like coming to New York now do you feel like um, you can almost handle it a little better because you sort of understand what's important. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can, like, appreciate New York a lot more because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I can appreciate anywhere I go now because once you, like, experience more of the spectrum, the cities and, like, life and culture and communities, like, mm-hmm. there's so much differences in it that, like, each place you come to, you appreciate the differences. New York, I definitely love the sense of, like, community and stuff. Like, the people... There's, like, a creative community, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, people will come together for, like, things. And there's um, just that, like, youthful spirit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, certain places, like, in Morocco and stuff, I was, like, always around old people. Like, <laughs> elders and, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different. <laughs> one thing I do love about New York, too, is, like, you feel like there's no ceiling. Mm. Like, everything is one connection away. One person away. Yeah. Um, you never feel like you're limited. Mm-hmm. Like, the only limit is the one you put on yourself really out here. Because, like, there's every brand is here. Like, every person you want to connect with, any, like, project you want to bring to life, like, you can find the resources for it here. Right, right. So, I would love to be in New York for, like, several months a year. Mm-hmm. This is my first time this time. So, like, wow. from now on, I, 
I was like, wow, it's it's a powerful place to be, but like in certain doses because yeah, absolutely, yeah, it can become like really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of even felt that like over the past week, like mm-hmm. my fourth week, I kind of felt like the matrix, you know, like yeah. touching on my soul. It's like, a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I feel the same way. I live here, but mm-hmm. like I, I'm like a big like advocate for traveling. Mm-hmm. Like so, I'll, I'll like leave the city for like. Uh, a good two or three times out of the year just so that I can like recalibrate and like mm-hmm. re like introduce myself to like just like not being caught in that matrix yeah. you know and just just being human again yeah. you know so like that's super important super yeah. important recalibrate is a great word he's <laughs> that one too like yeah it's definitely not a recalibrating that needs to be done mm. and like um sometimes you can like create you know your feng shui I guess at home to like yeah. Stay in balance But like I've been like Crashing at friends places And stuff And like Sleeping on the floor And all types of shit So like right. <laughs> Keeping my balance Is even more of a challenge and Very like, little personal space Yeah 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 yeah. And Understand. just like I don't know Like working out And stuff mm-hmm. Like Little things like that I'm, My daily routine Is not always there So like right. Staying in balance Is like More of a challenge But You know Making it happen Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, man, I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast because, man, like, yeah, we connected, like, through Instagram and, like, you know, it's it's just, like, I could just see from what you were doing that, like, you were doing something meaningful. Like, it wasn't just, like, posting to post things. It wasn't just, like, like, your, your message and your purpose goes beyond like social media like an Instagram like you have a real purpose man so you're creating you're creating something that I feel like you know years from now like people just begin to realize how like valuable what you're doing is so like keep doing it man like I'm, I'm here to support in any way like you got family in Brooklyn now, so like you're good. Like anytime you come to the city, you're good. So appreciate you, man. Absolutely, Thank man. You for me. Absolutely, it's man. been a pleasure. <laughs> appreciate it. Definitely, yes. definitely. Well, well, we gotta go to Brazil sometime, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. We gotta get out there, man. Like tell some stories out there. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like yo, and I've been to Brazil twice, and mm-hmm. like every time that I go, it's like I'm just learning so much. And like you said, like telling stories is mm-hmm. key. Like there are so many stories that need to be told there. Yeah. So like, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this. Yeah. Some more but but really appreciate you being on man thank you man for sure peace to find out more about the open canvas hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our instagram at the open canvas and for any questions or inquiries hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.